0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGP and Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGP and Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and it's better than ever. Five thousand dollars up for grabs in our nfl contest and fifteen hundred dollars in our brand new college football contest sign up exclusively in our discord sports slash discord that's sports slash discord drivers start your out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions. but since I'm on probation I suppose that that's uh, I- improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things.
1: Now here are your hosts Rod Villa Gomez and Cody z Kevin Harvick's yes, right sir. behind
0: whoa oh, Now Kevin Harvick is right behind him figure hitting the button. <laughs> Great start to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network show here, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Butterfingers Rod Gomez joining you for the DFS episode of the show. Threw me all off of how I was going to start it anyways. But, yeah, there's a ton of racing things to talk about, even since we last met Cody. I swear to God, we probably should just start a 24-hour, nothing but just staying on top of this news, Cody, because there is everything that keeps happening The second we close the mic.
1: Yeah, I think we just need to go to a daily news and notes podcast. I mean, my goodness, every time we stop recording, there's a bunch more news that comes out and it's like, oh man, we need to touch on all this again. So uh, they're keeping us busy, giving us plenty to talk about. There's no doubt about it.
0: There is. And the biggest news in the room obviously comes with the fact that Bubba Wallace will now switch to the 45, the car that is in the playoffs, but Cody, we talked about this just a second before we cracked the mic. So much confusion, so much misunderstanding surrounding what's actually happening in this car. I know that you have broken it down, so why don't you just tell everybody what the hell's happening and why this pertains to anything we're we're even talking about.
1: Yep, okay, so it's pretty simple. I've seen a lot of stuff on, on Twitter, on Facebook. You know, people think, like, Bubba Wallace in the playoffs all of a sudden, stuff like that. Not the case. Oh, they're simply... Bubba Wallace is going to be in the 45 car, quote unquote. All that means is that everything Bubba Wallace has had all season that's had 23 on the side of it is going to stay the same. His crew is going to stay the same. His crew chief is going to stay the same. His cars are going to stay the same. I would venture to say the sponsors probably stay the same. His car will just simply say 45 on it instead of 23. The reason that they do this is the way that NASCAR works for paying out points is There is a driver's championship, and there's an owner's championship. This goes across all three series in NASCAR. Now, generally, in the Cup Series, most drivers are full-time, and so the driver just stays with the car the whole year. So Chase Elliott is in the same spot as the number nine car is in the owner's championship. Now, if you go back and you look at the 16 car, say AJ Allmendinger would have won a race this year in the 16 car. That's been a full-time ride, but with different drivers that could qualify them because points are awarded the same way. So a win would put them into the playoffs for the owner's championship. So it's just simply the car number, no matter who the driver is. You don't see this in cup much, but in Xfinity and in trucks, you see it a lot last year in Xfinity. The, uh, I don't remember who won the championship now, but, uh, Austin, no, Dan- Daniel, Hemberg uh, Hemberg. won it. but the, the, The owner's championship went to the 54 car for Gibbs, which last year was their company car that Ty Gibbs won a bunch of races and Denny Hamlin won races in Christopher Bell won races in. We saw, I think Kyle Busch ran four or five races in that car. And so that car just scored points all year. And it goes through the same championship format that the regular cars go through. So right now in the standings ryan blaney is in the playoffs he can finish he can win the championship and get the trophy there is no point there is no money fund for the points for the drivers so if ryan blaney because his car number 12 did not qualify for the playoffs because the 45 is in there the best he can finish in the owner's championship is actually 17th because that car is not even in the playoffs So he could win the championship and that team, Roger Penske, who owns that car, will only be paid for 17th place in the points because in the owner's championship, which is what counts, they didn't make the playoffs. He can advance past 17. So it's something that we don't hardly ever see come into play. Um, And this is kind of a rare instance. This doesn't change anything with the driver's championship. The 16 drivers that were in Sunday after the race. Are still the same sixteen drivers. Ryan Blaney's in. Austin Dillon is in. Bubba Wallace is not in. But financially, for twenty three eleven, with Bubba Wallace being their main driver, being the guy who's been on a on a team all season, Ty Gibbs is still newer to to Cup Series. He's focused on the Xfinity Championship. You don't need to put that pressure on him. So financially, it makes sense to have Wallace go compete for the. Car owner's points championship, which, if he wins that, it doesn't make any difference. He's still going to finish wherever he finishes in the points. He's not a champion or anything like that. The car just simply and the owner, 2311, Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, get the money, the points payout for that. That car was qualified into the playoffs because Kurt Busch won in it earlier in the season. So it doesn't matter if Rod gets in it next week, I get in it the following week. It's still accrues points for whoever starts the race. Whatever the number is, it doesn't matter who's in the car. So that's all changes. As far as what you see on a regular basis, nothing changes. Now, something else to keep an eye on, and they might touch on it during the broadcast and stuff throughout the race. Throughout the races, you know, oh, this is coming down really close. You know, Bubba Wallace has a chance to advance this car into the next round of the playoffs. That doesn't mean he's in the playoffs. That doesn't mean he's advancing in the playoffs because he's not. But the car is. Again, it's a little confusing and it's a weird thing. But monetarily. Makes makes 100% sense for 2311, and they're very smart for making this move, making this decision. It's going to be weird looking out there, seeing the 45 car, and that's Bubba. Gibbs is going to still be racing, filling in for Kurt Busch. Just he's going to be doing it in the 23 car. So again, it's all just literally the only thing that's changing is the number on the side of the car. That's it. It does come into play for all the money that gets paid out and all of that stuff, and that's where it matters. That's why they're doing it. But as far as the racing we see on the track, who's actually in the playoffs for the, the drivers, none of that really changes. We don't really care who wins the owners' championship. The owners do because they get paid out based on that. But as far as as the actual driver stuff, it doesn't change anything other than the number on the side of a Wallace's car.
0: I mean, that's about. I'm going to clip that out, and we're going to put that to everybody that ever asks. So that is the most <laughs> thorough explanation I think you will get uh, on on anywhere. Just as a simple fact that yeah i mean bubba wallace is in a playoffs not the playoffs so uh if we all boil it down to that just keep that in mind as you go through this and and yeah it's gonna yeah, be and weird and just
1: one more example too so like in the truck series the 51 truck for kyle bush motorsports it, it's the same thing i believe last year they actually won the the truck series championship for the owner's championship because it's a rotating cast of crew martin truex was in there won a race kyle bush won like four races on that truck just different drivers again the car number accrues those points goes into the truck series playoffs but because that's just a normal thing for those series you never even heard about it you didn't even realize it was going on but it was going on behind the scenes and that's basically all this is we've just never seen it in the cup series And we haven't necessarily seen the driver number change. Now you will. And again, this goes back to the whole charter system as well, because in order to keep the charter that you pay for, you got to finish a certain in the points. And so we've seen in the past where like the Rick Ware cars will swap numbers. So if Cody Ware was doing really bad, you're bringing David Reagan in for a race in that in the 15 car, maybe you put Ware in the 51 car and you bring... Uh, Reagan over to the 15 car just to get some points you see that a lot in Xfinity series guys change numbers But they're still racing for the same team and all it is is they're playing a game of We need to get so many owners points in these certain cars. This guy does a little better than that guy We need him to score some points so we can in the cup series Make sure we keep our charter In the other series make sure if there's a rain out or in the, the standings and stuff and, and so it all it's all been going on behind the scenes the whole time anyways but it's just not something we've ever really that's been super out in the public because we've not seen this specific situation makes a little different, but still a very normal thing that doesn't affect anything else other than what Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan get paid out at the end of the year, basically.
0: I mean, just the high profile of the whole thing is, is really what makes it uh, stand out the most. And of course, it's all Twitter's talking about now. So, I mean, you don't have to throw a stick too far down the Twitter rabbit hole to find Bubba Wallace talk. So let this serve as your explanation as to why this is all going on and why this will only affect nothing, to be honest with you, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. It won't change the way we bet. It won't change the way we view Bubba Wallace's... Uh, uh, potential for the rest of the season is just literally that now he's driving for the 45 not the 23 but really it's still the tw- whatever cody said it best so uh, <laughs> all right cody listen we're here for dfs right we could go down every single rabbit hole there's so much more news this is why folks you join the discord channel sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash discord then we can have these conversations at all hours of the night and continue the conversation so we'll do that in the discord um, but let's get to some DFS plays, man, because like we've been on a roll. You've been on a roll more specifically. We need to continue that roll, and we move to Darlington because we kind of buried the lead there too. We're at Darlington this week. Uh, the little less than a mile and a half track, the lady in black, the track too tough to tame for the first first race of the playoffs. These drivers are now hungry. A lot of them have more to prove because they've got to make it to the next round. So if you listen to the betting show, we, we do a more in-depth recap, obviously, of the, the race itself and some of the drivers that have won. Uh, but these are, these are DFS drivers that we're going to give you this weekend. If this is your first time ever listening to a show, we break down some DFS players at every price point and, uh, and try to get you a nice little chunk of change by the end of the race. So uh, we each give a high price, mid price, and a low price driver to break down. And uh, yeah, we got, we got six good ones. For you this time, I think you're gonna you're gonna be pleased with your selection choices uh, for this race. So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and break down your high prize driver for the uh, Cookout Southern 500?
1: Yes, and one note on this guy before we get into it for Saturday's Xfinity race, uh, Denny Hamlin was entered to race the number 18 for Joe Gibbs Racing. He took a very very hard hit at Daytona. He's having some soreness and stuff, so he's decided not to race in that race. Um, so if you go back to the betting show, we did have some bets on him. I picked him as the winner. If you place those bets already, they'll get refunded. If they haven't already, make sure you just contact the books. He didn't attempt to qualify. Had he attempted to qualify or we gotten past all that, then they don't necessarily always refund it. But since he withdrew before the weekend even started, those bets should get refunded for you. But just a quick note on that. He's out. Christopher bell is going to be in that car instead. So just something to keep an eye on. But doesn't change the fact that Denny Hamlin is my guy this weekend. Uh, Words I never thought I would say, but I talked about him in the betting show, both in Xfinity and in Cup. I love him this weekend. He is so good at this track. He's so good when the playoffs get rolling. He is $11,100, the second highest priced guy on the slate for whatever ungodly reason. Kyle Larson is number one. I Would not be surprised if I end up with zero Kyle Larson in DFS this weekend. If he beats me, he beats me. That's fine. But I have not seen it this year from him, especially in DFS. He's not dominated like he did last year. And and so I'm out. But Denny Hamlin, I will have a lot of. I don't care where he starts. If he starts on the front row, great. He's going to lead a bunch of laps. If he starts farther back, good. He's going to get place differential. I am big on him this weekend. Uh I'm going to throw out the super speedway stuff. I'm going to throw out the road course stuff, super speedways. It's always hard to kind of gauge with that and road courses. We know Toyota has been bad, so I'm not holding that against them. You go back to Richmond, uh, started third there, finished fourth, but he had 36 laps led. He had 22 fastest laps, scored just 60 points. Michigan the week before starts ninth, finishes third, 34 laps led 38 or 34 fastest laps, 38 laps led. Scores you 71 points. You go back to Pocono in DFS on DK. It doesn't matter if you get disqualified after the race. The results when the checkered flag fly are the results. So he still scored as first there. Had another great day. Um, And you just go back back early in the season when we were fading him. He was having all these problems, and there was issues. But lately, they've really figured it out. Toyota's had a lot of speed. Specifically, Denny Hamlin has been fast. This is his style of track. He's got uh, top five and four of the last six races here. He's won a ton of races here. Didn't perform so well in the spring, so maybe that will get some people off the scent of him, which I'm perfectly fine with if they look back and they go, why did he have such a bad day? There were some pit issues. That was back when they were having all those problems when we were fading him, but we're out of that now. He didn't win a race in the regular season last year, opened up the playoffs in Darlington, won right off the bat and locked himself into the next round that quickly. I am really, really big on Denny Hamlin. My, my entire weekend is going to go either really good or really bad based on Denny Hamlin and Kevin Arvik, I think, because I'm going to have max exposure to both of them. But I'm not even sweating that because I'm that confident in, in both of these guys. We'll, we'll get to Kevin Arvik later. But, but in Denny Hamlin, I am extremely, extremely confident. He's going to be good here. He's going to lead laps. He's going to have fastest laps. And I will play him in all of my main lineups, no matter where he starts. Anyways, yeah, I mean, again, I've, I've, we've faded Denny Hamlin, but
0: I was on the softer side of the fade Denny Hamlin uh, <laughs> fade <laughs> Denny Hamlin train for a while because I was giving the benefit of the doubt early on. So now that he's actually, you know, getting there and and starting to to reappear, I like this play again. It's a DFS play, definitely one that could get you some laps led. So. Yeah, I'm definitely
1: not shying away from and that. another thing too, 500 mile race. So even more important this week to get the guys who are going to get the laps led, who are going to get the fastest laps. There is a lot of laps to be had this weekend. Um, I don't know if you have the lap count right in front of you. It's going to be, I don't have it, but it's, oh yeah, 360 laps. So that i mean we talk about super speedways place differential road courses there's less laps to lead and stuff but you are gonna have to find the quote-unquote dominators in this race you're gonna need probably two or three of them guys that are going to put themselves in position to lead a bunch of laps score a bunch of points and that that makes me love denny even more because i feel like he can have that dominant car and we've seen it from him time and time again especially lately
0: Well, for $900, I will give you Kyle Busch at $10,200. You want to talk about lap leaders. Next to Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch has led the most laps at Darlington over the last... Ten years now, and you go back to his finishes here at Darlington. Uh, Kyle Busch, he's made twenty-one of them. Average finish is thirteenth place, but kind of doesn't tell the story. He had eleven top ten finishes in fifteen races, actually uh, eleven and sixteen. So uh, you know, we're not for last season where he wrecked out of both of the of the Darlington races or actually, I'm sorry, he wrecked out of the last one and then the the first one of this year. So bad luck in the last two, but before that, a third-place finish, a seventh-place finish, a second-place finish, Um, 26th finished in that 2020 race in the first one of them, but he had a third-place finish, seventh-place, second-place. I mean, Kyle Busch has been extremely good on this track, finishing well inside the top five in most cases and leading laps along the way, about 437 of them uh, going into that second race of 2020. Uh, so again, we, we just see we've seen him out front several times over. He even led 19 laps of this first uh, seasons race at Darlington before getting wrecked out. So again, Kyle Bush is going to get you there. He's going to get you the fastest laps. Uh, very much one of the, the guys that is worth the price of admission. Got you 50 points last week, even, uh, in a ridiculous race. So, you know, he's holding on. We talked about it in the betting show as far as how his head might actually be in the game, finally. Uh, whatever distractions that were happening going into the end of the regular season, they're gone. It seems just to be they're gone. And now it's Kyle B- or Kyle Bush in the playoffs, and, and it's playoff mode now. So he's got a lot to prove to everybody that kind of doubted him. Over the, the back half of the season, just because his finishes weren't there, he was getting caught up in too much of the stuff in the back. But now I feel like the ship is righted. Feels like this is time to roll out a Kyle Busch, especially on this track. And, uh, and really, at 10200 it feels a little pricey, but I think for what you're going to get out of him, especially in terms of, of laps led, especially if he starts at the, at the front of the pack, the, then you have a better chance of him leading laps right out of the jump. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely like Kyle Busch as a DFS play this week
1: yeah i really like this as well especially as kind of a contrarian play because i think there's gonna be a lot of people who have been kind of burned by kyle bush lately he's not you know necessarily had some of the best finishes while we talked about it while he's kind of been going through all this stuff now we saw a little bit of a different kyle bush last week that maybe a little bit of the weight off his shoulders the deal's not done but it seems like things are getting closer it seems like things are getting better so i really like this if anybody clicks on him and opens his game log they're going to look and they're going to go minus 10 minus 26 Minus one, minus four, and th- that's going to scare him off, which is perfectly fine. Because if you do look at the weeks, he's been good. He has been good. He scores you a ton of points, you know, 89 points in uh, Illinois at Gateway, 67 in Nashville. Uh, you go back to, like, Kansas, which is one of those tracks that's, that's a little tougher to drive on, which Darlington, we've talked about, one of those tougher to drive on. You need the more veteran guys, 65 points back there. So a guy that maybe has burned a few people lately, and they're going to be more scared to play him, even more of a reason for you to play him to be different because we've seen him do it here before. It's the playoffs now. He's the only 2 champion. He's got over 200 wins between the top three series and NASCAR, 60 Cup Series victories. He knows what he's doing. He's one of those veteran guys. You're going to notice all of my plays, veteran guys who have been around, actually all the plays we both have, are veteran guys who have been around and know what they're doing, know how to survive these races. And we just talked about his teammate, Denny Hamlin. If they can have that speed, if if he can lead laps, Kyle Busch can do the same thing. He's equally as good. Probably a, he is a better driver than Denny Hamlin is. So you give him that. Maybe he doesn't have quite the momentum that Hamlin has lately, but things are looking up for him. Things are getting better. A very good contrarian play, so I really like this one as well. I do
0: too. Just looking back, three Toyotas over the last five races, and six of the last uh, eight have been Toyota. Or six of the last nine, rather, have been Toyota drivers. So, uh, you know, don't count Toyota out of this. It's Toyota Ford. Toyota Ford. I think the only driver you can, or the only manufacturer you can kind of count out of this is Chevrolet. The last time they won one of these was in 2014. So, uh, a little yeah, tough. That's for the a last time
1: Hendrick won on this track was that long ago and they come here two times a year three times in 2020 that's uh especially man go back listen to the betting show because there's a manufacturer prop in there we gave out chevy's the favorite to win this race and they haven't done it since what do you say 2014 2014 that's almost a decade ago That so is. <laughs> that's uh kind of crazy but uh yeah yeah I-, I don't like their chances either but
0: uh, all right we're gonna talk about some mid-price drivers in stage two when we come back. From the break, but let's talk to you first about WinBet. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to bet the MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. You're going to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1. Thousand dollars. Also, Wynn just released their first QB with five TDs prop bet. It's a good one. Go down, check it out. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to slash Winbet so they know we sent you that slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at Winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Once upon a time, I would open up a tab for a specific book. Then I would open up another tab for another specific book. Then I would open up another tab for another book and so on and so forth until I got all the books. And then I would open up a tab to pull up some research. Maybe the website for the league. Maybe the stats tracker for the league. Then I would open up Twitter. Then I would, well, you know what? All those days are gone because now all I have to do to do all of that information is open one single tab. What tab are you asking, Rod? It is odds trader. OddsTrader has completely changed the game for me because my computer does not bog down for the 15,000 tabs that I have open on any given day of research to give you guys the best information to place all of your bets. OddsTrader compares odds across the books, plus you can also compare different sign-up codes and promotional codes from Sportsbook to Port Sportsbook to get the best deal. It provides player statistics, key game stats, you get injury reports, projected game day weather. <sighs> so much information at your fingertips, handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking. Plus, you can keep track of your own bets that you place across the books. And it was not gonna place the bets for you, but at least you can keep track of them all right there on oddstrader.com. Go to oddstrader.com/slash blue to get in on this. I'm telling you you need to do it it is definitely a game changer odds trader the number one site for all of your game day bets the free roll football contests are here if you want 1500 go enter that college football contest that is up for grabs the nfl contest has five thousand dollars and a two-night stay at win las vegas if you win uh well if i win i may take you i don't know I, I don't know if i like you good enough for that maybe my wife might not like it, it whatever five thousand dollars two night stay at win las vegas if you win our nfl free roll football contest you want to sign up for it go to our discord it is exclusively on the discord go to sports gambling slash discord there's a contest tab a comp a contest channel right there that's sports slash discord we talked about it, Cody. We need to get them to give us one of those for the NASCAR race in Las Vegas. That's that's what I'm saying, yeah?
1: That's, uh, yeah, the F1 race, but yeah. Well, and the NASCAR race, yeah. Both of Both them. Both of them. Let's do uh, yeah, shit. What am I thinking? Let's I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh no, yeah, they're both going there. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> uh, you crack me up. Uh, all right. We are going to step down to some mid price drivers to save some money so that we can be able to go to Las Vegas to watch these races. Uh, but yeah, so we talk about veteran drivers. This is one that uh, it's got a little bit of a lucky streak going right now.
1: Sticking with the veteran drivers and you'll notice there's a lot of crossover between the betting show And the DFS show because a lot of these guys we like for betting wise, we're going to like for DFS as well. This is another one of those guys. Austin Dillon, he's only $7,800 here. Obviously, coming off the win at Daytona last week, you can say, well, that's just because it was a super speedway. Of course, he runs well there. Yes, but he runs well at Darlington as well. He's one of those guys. He's been around a while now. And we had talked about the golden spoon thing (laughs) in the betting episode. And I heard another statistic today. He's the only driver, the only active driver that's got an X Truck Series Championship and an Xfinity Series Championship. And nobody has won all three. So theoretically, he's the only one right now with a chance to do that. So, you know, Golden Spoon or not, he's gotten the results. But that's uh that's off the off topic, anyways. But in the last seven races here, he's got five top ten finishes. For a guy that's $7,800, that alone just screams you have to take him because he finishes well. We talked about it on the betting show. One of those guys that's always there at the end of these really, really long races. He's won the Coke 600 before, even though he didn't dominate all day. Again, this season, I think he was second or third in it because those long races, he's really good about sticking around, finding his way through stuff. We saw it last week at Daytona. Was there a hell of a lot of luck involved in that? Yes, absolutely. He was the 16th car on the track, and after the wreck, he was the first car. There's still some skill in avoiding, navigating, getting through all that luck as well, of course, on the super speedways. But he knows how to do it. He's been around long enough now, and we've seen it time and time again from him. He can make it to the end of these long races. This extra 100 miles, it's only 100 miles, Rod, but... It's 100 miles. That is a lot on a tough track like this. It is so difficult. It's taxing on these drivers. They're going to start in the daytime. They're going to end in the nighttime. Everything is being thrown at him at a track like this. He's one of those drivers that can survive and be there, not make the big mistakes that you're going to see from these younger guys. And at only $7,800, even as a mid-tier guy, he's very low on the mid-tier things. And this is a week I don't want to dip way, way too far into the bottom where you're getting these not as good cars that are going to just get lapped and lapped and lapped really quickly. So he's a guy that I really like because he's proven it just time and time again. He's proven it here. He's coming off the momentum of getting the win at Daytona. That means something. And he's in the playoffs. This is the first race of the playoffs. Yes, he's a super long shot to win, but it could happen. He's there once you're there anything can happen so he's in the playoffs and uh yeah at 7800 I, I feel like he's massively underpriced this week
0: and and we're not again we're not even asking these guys to win like literally with no. dfs it's it's great if you do but we're i just want good finishes we want some laps led we want some fastest laps obviously we want some place differential and you know keep an eye on on where he starts as well because that could make him even, an even better play should he start toward the rear and have to move his yep. way up i uh, qualifies? as yeah, i mean
1: Yeah. You look back a couple races, uh, back at Michigan started 26, finished 13th. He had four fastest laps in there. Didn't lead any laps, nothing 44 points for a guy. That's this cheap. That is perfectly fine. I'll take that all day, all night. And again, I mean, he only moved up 13 spots. So you, you get 13 spots worth of place differential, but you get the, the points for finishing 13th. And when you're this cheap, that combination is all you need. It's almost seven times what he
0: what you paying for him, anyways, and that's you know right. for a guy like that, that's good. I mean, you're you're little you're up for three, maybe four times the return. You get seven. I'll take that all day, every day. So, um, yep, I, I'm a fan, and I do like the fact that look, this is sort of uh, Austin Dillon. It was his validation last week. You know, there, there's a lot of things going around with the television show that's out there now. There, you know, a lot of uh, noise around him. So for him to be able to just Look, even if it was keeping himself in the right place and then being able to make the right move to, to navigate through everything, to call it divine intervention, call it whatever the hell you want, it happened. And Austin Dillon found his way to the front and, and then, you know, made the move to get there to the, at, at the end. So Austin Dillon is not without skill. It's just a matter of whether or not that skill will carry him to the championship or maybe even to another win all season long. But it doesn't matter for DFS purposes. All we want him to do is finish well, Maybe lead some laps along the way. Speaking of all that, the next driver on my list is the man that holds the, the lead right now for the most laps led at Darlington Raceway. Look, at the close of the, the second race of the 2020 season, he had 687 laps led on this track. Uh, just an out, uh, just a, a crazy amount of laps led. All told, Kevin Harvick has led 813 laps on this track his average finish is 12.1 but he is riding a streak of 13 straight races we said it on the betting show 13 straight races with top 10 finishes and 11 of those mind you was 11 uh yeah 11 of those are top five finishes including three wins you tell me that kevin harvick does not own this track and i will tell you you are absolutely nuts we talked about when when early in the season, as far as him being off course, he's found his way. And it feels like forever ago that he clocked back-to-back wins, but it's only been a couple of races since he's won back-to-back uh, races. So Kevin Harvick is, is again, he's in the mix. Really bad outing obviously last week, but that was everybody pretty much except for Dylan and, and the folks that <laughs> were in the back of the pack and avoided all the nastiness. Uh, it wasn't a bad day for them, but You know, again, 43 points uh, at Watkins Glen. Uh, He won, obviously, the the week before, 81 points, 78 points in his other win. Kevin Harvick, Cody, you've you've said this every single week that we throw Kevin Harvick out there because I could probably just copy and paste every time we we suggest Harvick for a DFS play. But he's locked in. He's locked into every DFS lineup because he can return on value every single time. And I didn't even give you his price. Uh, He's $8,500. What? What? That's,
1: yes, I. If you go back and listen to these DFS shows, it's possible Kevin Harvick has been on every single one of them, and it's almost every time paid off for us. It's been a race here, or there, where, where things have gone wrong and, and sour, and that happens. But again, I left you this little gift here. I, know I, you got didn't. The, I got to the dock first, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I'm going to let Rod. I know he'll play Kevin Harvick, and if you didn't, I was going to change someone and put him in there because <laughs> he has to be talked out, talked about this weekend. But I figured I'd give him to you here. I stole him in the betting show. So, uh, (laughs) yes, Kevin Harvick is just so good at this track. We've seen it. Even earlier in the season when he was struggling more at Phoenix, a track he had 17 top 10s in a row. Now he's got 18 because he is just consistent. He's good. Again, one of the most veteran guys in the the series. He's been racing full-time in NASCAR since 2001. That's 20-plus years ago. That's a long fucking time he's been around, a long time. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to survive these long, long races. He's done it here before. He's done it here plenty of times. 11 of 13 races. He's got a top five in addition to 13 in a row, top tens. Just incredible. Look for him to lead some laps. Look for him to get fastest laps. And again, what is up with the pricing? Why is he so cheap?
0: 8500
1: don't care take I don't understand of it. it but you have to play him you you could fade him a little bit maybe in some if you're putting a bunch of lineups out there but you have to play him because he is just so good week in and week out especially on tracks like this you gotta just put him in there and you don't even have to worry about it
0: i mean and there's been some quality in fact earlier this season you gotta you, you don't even have to go back that far For a stellar out-of-the-park DFS day from Kevin Harvick, starting 35th at Darlington at the beginning of this season, finished 4th. He only led a lap along the way, but even still. like And then the year before that, started ninth, led 20 laps, finished 5th. And then, what, in 2020, that first race, led 159 laps. He started 6th, but he still won that race, led 159 laps. There is nothing... And I, and I mean this, Cody. There's nothing stopping Kevin Harvick from being able to go out and have that sort of a dominating day again this week. Did, this team is pissed. In fact, I was just listening to the the racing betting preview show from Derek Yoder, and they had a, a guy from Stuart Haas Racing on, uh, uh, Chris from Stuart, ha- Ra- Stuart Haas Racing, and he basically said, this Ford team is pissed. They want to prove to everybody that they are for real and that they are gunning for this championship. So, like... I mean, look, I, I don't want to and, piss off Kevin Harvick.
1: No, he's one of the last guys you want to piss off. And we're both all in on him. You gave him out at the beginning of the season to win the championship. I was very slow to the Kevin Harvick train. I was very against Kevin Harvick for a long time, but I jumped on. I made the case for him even before we saw the turnaround at 30 to one mid season when he was struggling. I said, he is the kind of guy we can see it from. This is how we can do it. And boom, it's happened. He's done it. We both picked him to be in our final four, despite him still being a longer shot to get there. We think it can happen. We expect it to happen because of what we've seen from him, especially lately. Another past champion veteran guy, him and his crew chief, Rodney Childers have been together a long time. They've been around. They know what they're doing. And it just, it's too easy. You just have to plug it. Don't overthink it. Don't go, oh, everybody's going to be on it. Yeah, they are because... Look what they're gonna get from them. It's like the free square in bingo. Just use it and move on. Yeah,
0: I and mean, the one thing you can't you can't fault me for is I'm not a bandwagon guy. I mean, I like I literally said in the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, "You've been
1: on him all season," I right? And I was off the bandwagon, and I'm back on big time. <laughs> but uh, that's that's how it goes.
0: That is how it goes. That's why this season has been so fantastic, especially for yeah, BF, DFS and betting. It's just been so much fun and then you know obviously talking with you about it has made it even better so uh you know can't can't even uh can't even complain about what we get to do
1: <sighs> man this just quick note this is our 50th episode of the show Rob. i
0: was going to say it but i got tripped up in the beginning of the show <laughs> i know I, it's on the
1: top of my notes because i when i was writing it down i'm like episode 50 man we've come a long ways hell yeah but, buddy uh, dude yeah i've been having so much fun i just want to throw that out there because Hey, that's a, that's a pretty big milestone. We've, uh, we've come a long ways. Three times a week we're coming to you now. It's still not enough with all the news we have, but uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. And that's what I was, I was going to lead off with by saying we're turning 50, Cody. We're turning 50. But, yes, right. maybe we'll just celebrate that. Similar age to
1: Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Play him this weekend. See? Bum,
0: bum. You like correlation? <laughs> we got correlation. All right, we're gonna we're gonna step down to some lower price drivers in stage three. Uh, but before we do, as we always do, let's tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. Look, I, if I'm talking to you, I know you already have a fantasy league or six or seven or ten or two hundred on there. I use it for mine, Cody uses it for his, we use it together because we just did an auction draft uh, the other day, and I got taken to the mat. It was my first live auction draft in on any platform, and Sleeper made it so easy for me. It's a game-changing product It's literally unlike anything else in the industry, but now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new Over-Under game. Over-Unders, it's integrated into the fantasy platform itself. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Let me explain. You can enter a contest via over-under itself, yes. But you can also do so through your Fantasy League's matchup screen. You're going to check the scores. You're trying to figure out if you're going to beat Cody this week. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you see Patrick Mahomes' over-under number. And you say, hmm, not only am I going to take Cody to the mat this week, but I'm going to bet Patrick Mahomes over 250 passing yards line because I like Patrick Mahomes to absolutely sling it to Juju Smith-Suster this season and to everybody else that he's got around him uh, that's not Tyree Kill. So you do that straight from the matchup string, screen. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in why am i so excited about the over under on sleeper it's the only app where i can join my buddies contest and we can all play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and you know tend to copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to write it out together stop whatever you're doing right this second download the sleeper app to play their new over under game have some friend have some fun with your friends have some friends too Uh, And make some money, of course, on your mobile phone by joining our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using that promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You're going to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You're the guy I know and the gal that run all of your office pools, right? You've got all of the pick sheets. You've got all the survivor sheets. You've got spreadsheets galore at work because you're keeping track of everything. And not only are you trying to do your work every day, but you've got 15 people pestering you every second. Hey, man, how's that pool going? Hey, man, you got the stats yet? Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Are you tired of hearing that? Find a way to get rid of it i found it it's run your pool run your pool is the home of competition it's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete connect and make every game matter more run your pool offers every game type under the sun pick them survivor fantasy pools it really is the one stop shop for sports gaming it's got customizable features that you don't get anywhere else What's more, we teamed with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. So go hop in now to reserve your spot. If you win, you're going to get $500 cash. But wait, you're going to get $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store as well thrown in if you win. Go sign up today. It's at run.playyourpool.com SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right. Some of the signs of turning 50 is that you stumble on your words, you eat hard candy and uh you basically start telling every dad joke under the sun. So uh that's where we're at Cody. We are we are now 50 and I I just don't know how to speak English anymore.
1: It uh it happens to the best of us, luckily. <laughs> You know we've we've got to babble and other avenues to uh, to help us out with that, right? <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: Look at look, that! If the SGPN is nothing, it is it is the most inclusive uh, set of advertisements I've ever read in my entire life. I, and I absolutely love them for it. It keeps us on our toes. Uh, all
1: right, absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of
0: keeping us on our toes, uh, got a couple of drivers here in the bottom half of the, or actually the bottom third rather of the point of the price settings damn old age, uh, that we're, we're giving to you this time around. Again, when we talk about these guys, we're trying to get you guys that are going to not necessarily lose points and and really give you a decent enough finishing position to bolster up the rest of your lineups. And I'm looking at both Cody's and mine, and I actually think these guys have a really good shot of, of giving you more return than what their price is worth. So uh, I think we got a couple of good value plays this week. Cody, who you got?
1: yeah i agree and actually you can fit all these guys into a lineup so i'm just gonna plug them all in and then run with that no matter where they start now don't just do that and then call it good for the weekend because that's not really advisable you do have to base some things on where they start and other stuff but you can play all these guys no matter where they start or any of that in different ways and in different lineups for sure but i stayed a little bit on the higher side of the low tier i saved a little money on austin dylan so i I, w- I jumped up a little here i don't want to get down into the very very bottom feeders your guy coming up i actually considered him as well i think he's going to be a great play we'll talk to him when we get to him that's as far down as i would go but at 6400 you can get eric almarola 6400 rod can you again what it's like is it is it december is it christmas so they just they're just wrapping these up and giving them to us man what what the hell? I don't get it. Hey, they're giving another away a million dollars
0: on other books, so might as well be giving away well, more yeah, money yeah, on this one. There you go,
1: huh? right? <laughs> but, man, another guy that just – he's been consistent. Eric Amarola is another guy that that he doesn't win a bunch. He's not going to lead a ton of laps. He's not going to win a bunch of races, but he's always going to be there. He's teammates with Kevin and Harvick, definitely not as good as Harvick is, not as consistent, but he is consistent. He performs well. I'm going to read off his finishes since 2018 here at Darlington, 14th, 17th, 12th, 7th, 9th, 37th. Okay. So, you know, something happened in that race that happens 16th and 11th. So in two, four, six, eight races, his worst finish throwing out that 37th is 17th place at just $6,400 as long as he starts worse than 17th, I guess he's going to pay off if he starts 17th and finishes 17th because he's proven he can do it. He's a guy that's been around a long time. Again, we've talked about it. A veteran guy, been around a long time. This was supposed to be his last year. He's going to retire. I don't even remember if we touched on him signing the extension because there were so many news and notes. I don't remember where we all are at with that, but he's coming back. He's still got it. And he just, is consistently quiet, and he's there. The smaller the track, the better he does. This is another one of those tracks where he can perform well. We've had some decent finishes from him. You look at even last week at the at Daytona, he started 27th, he finished 21st. So even not starting great, and not only 21st place finish, but that still gave you 29 points. You go back a couple of weeks ago at Richmond, he started 32nd, and he finished 8th. He gave you 72 points that day. At only 6800 he's cheaper than that this weekend. So, again, on a track, he does well. On a track, you can expect him to be one of the guys that just doesn't make the mistakes. You're probably not going to see him running top five the first three quarters of this race. But then all of a sudden, he's going to be in the top ten at the end of the race, and you're going to be like, man, I haven't seen him all day. Where'd he come from? Because he's just hanging around there, waiting for the right opportunity, waiting for people in front of him to mess up. He's going to be there. $6,400 6400 is way too cheap for Eric Amarola, and I really, really like him this weekend.
0: Yeah, that 10 car, it has you scratching your heads more often than not because you you wonder yourself, he should be up in the top five. He should be up in the winning platform more often than he's not, and yet all of a sudden, you know, he, he's there in the mix, but he's not where it actually, I guess, matters for the cameras because, you know, unlike F1, uh, NASCAR cameras usually follow the lead pack and and every once in a while we'll give you a glimpse into the the races that are down in the in the pits. But yeah, I like Elmer, Eric Almarola. In fact, I, we talked about him early, early, early in the season too, um, when we were doing our first few shows. And, and as far as just how good the ten team could actually be. But again, uh, like we talk about uh, every time we talk about these these bottom tier drivers, we're looking for guys that are are going to be able to return value, not just these back fillers that literally just run the race and, you know, they the, may start 36th and finish 34th. I mean, that's not the kind of finish we want out of a guy at this price. So uh, Eric Almarola not only is he a tongue twister, but he's the kind of guy that will be able to give you a, a decent, solid finish. So I like that play. You're right, a little bit pricier for a low-end guy, but, you know, if you can fit all of our guys into one lineup, 6,800 is a, a pretty decent price. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you, as my final guy, Ty Dillon. He is at 5,800. Uh, and look, say what you want. I know his brother just uh, just crossed the finish line and punched his ticket to the uh, to the playoffs. And, and maybe that's, you know, a little bit of sibling rivalry going on and that show now that, that Dillon's got, it's, I don't know. If my brother had a show, uh, you know, I would probably be a little bit you know, jealous. Not really, but, you know, it's got a way on him. Anyway, but for Ty Dillon on the track, look, just look back at some of his finishes. And, and, and at $5,800, he doesn't really have to do much to return on value. Last week, he had 35 points. He, he started 25th, finished 18th. At the Watkins Glen race, 39 points. He started 28th, finished 16th. The week before that, 22nd, finished 17th. 25th, finished 14th. 30th before that, finished uh 34th that wasn't a bad but you know we talk about it bad races all the happen all the time uh but again over the last few races he's started somewhere in the middle of those 20s or maybe even the back end of those 20s and finished just outside of the top 15 so for Ty Dillon these guys that are starting toward the back we want them to move up we want them to get Finishing position differential. And that's really what we're looking for. And and you may get a couple of fastest laps like you did last week. He had six fastest laps, uh, two just before Watkins Glenn. So, you know, Ty Dillon is not gonna get you a whole lot of laps led. In fact, he probably won't get you any laps led. But at the very least, you could probably get some place differential from him like you have a good finish somewhere in that top fifteen range and maybe even the top fifteen this week, depending on what kind of uh stuff happens and goes down. But you know, when you look at the fantasy points per race uh, list, right? I mean, a lot of it is obviously top-heavy with Elliott, Truex, and all that stuff. But look, Ty Dillon is holding his own somewhere in that vicinity with 26 points per race. And we're talking $6,000, give or take. That's four times the return. And on a driver this far down on the list, you're talking the Hemricks, the, the Yaleys, the Lejoys, the Burtons, the Briscoes, the Gillilands. I'd much rather have Ty Dillon than any single one of those guys.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mentioned it already. He's kind of that, that threshold for as far down as I would go. And those guys you just mentioned, most of them are younger guys. I love a guy like Corey LaJoy, and he does all right here, but not in reliable equipment. He's in a GMS petty GMS car, which is a decent car. We've seen Eric Jones do extremely well in those cars this year. He finished 12th earlier in the season at this track, so he can obviously get it done. Again, we've already talked about we're not weighing too much into that. That was kind of a different race early in the season. We don't think we're going to see as much of that. Again, a longer race, but that actually goes in his favor more. Saw it last week at Daytona. Again, one of those guys that just sticks it out, stays out of the chaos, keeps it clean, and he's there at the end, gets a somewhat decent finish. Uh, I guess he was 25th because he got caught up in that wreck. But still. That's a decent finish for him. But yeah, you look back through his points last few weeks: 35, 39, 31, 40. And he was never over 5700 dollars during that time. He's 58 this week, so not much more. But you look back at his his history here at Darlington, he was in that 13 Jermaine racing car, which was not a competitive car at all. And he's still a 27th place, a ninth, and two 19th place finishes in the three races here in 2020. Um, he didn't race in the cup series in 2021, so there's no statistics there. But a 20th in 2019, a 21st in 2018, a 13th back in, in uh 2017. Again, all in that third number 13 Jermaine racing car. So he's a guy who's proven he can get it done here. Um a- and again, more veteran guy like his brother. He's not as talented as his brother. We all know that, but he still has been around almost just as long. And he knows what he's doing. He's in solid equipment. And when you're getting down to these crappier area of guys, there's a massive, massive difference. Because if you're going to take him at 5,800 and you scroll down just a little more, 5,100, you can get J.J. Yaley. You know, he's a guy that's been around a long time, used to race for Joe Gibbs and stuff. But look at the car he's in. That MBM car is just not reliable at all. He's going to be lapped within 20 laps of this race, probably. And then he's going to just get lapped and lapped and lapped and lapped. And la- and you're not going to get anything from him. A guy like Ty Dillon, he's going to fight to keep himself on the lead lap. You know, if we get long runs, he might go lapped. But he's going to stay in the mix for a decent finish. If he gets you a top 20, even, or 25th, probably, going to be good enough at his price to give you a solid return on the day. So I... Again, another guy that I considered when I was looking down in this area and, and chose to go with roll instead, but he's the perfect play. And again, with the six guys we gave out, you can fit them all in there. So I, I, I am going to use all of these guys in different ways throughout the weekend. And hell, Dylan's, he's auditioning for a ride
0: next year. You know, he, he's still got something yeah. to prove through these next 10, uh, 10 races just to, just to say, hey, look, I'm still viable. Somebody pick me up. I mean, I know there's going to be some vacant rides next year, so – uh, give me a look. Uh, and if he can perform well over the, the stretch run of this season, uh, who knows where he ends up next year. But yeah, obviously, he knows he's not long for this, this, uh, this 42 car. So, you know, uh, he's got a lot to prove. And, and the next 10 races will go a long way into uh, solidifying where he can be uh, next year. So, uh, all right, I will go over one more time which drivers that we selected for you. Cody started out with Sir Dennis Hamlin. Uh, at $1,100, I gave you Kyle Bush at $10,200. Cody gave you Austin Dillon is just a step down at $7,800. I gave you Kevin Harvick, a little more expensive at $8,500, but he's our DFS darling, can't quit him. And then uh, Cody gave you Eric Amarola at $6,400. I gave you Ty Dillon at $5,800. Cody, we're going to try to tame the lady in black. You know it ain't going to happen, but hopefully we won't be in for as much Uh, scripted chaos as we had in Daytona. How about some nice, quiet racing for a little bit? You can go and get some drama built in later, but let us catch our breath in this first race and just let's win some money, shall
1: we? I don't know if we've been able to catch our breath all season, (laughs) but we have won some money, so I'll take that part of it anyways. (laughs) It's going to be, man, the playoffs are here. This is it. This is where champions are made. This is how you do it. It's got to start here. It's got to start this weekend. You win this weekend. The next two races are just give It doesn't matter what happens. You're into the next round. Survive in advance. That's the key. It's all on the line now.
0: It's all on the line now. All right, Cody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
1: Find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb share all my stuff there. We had a fantasy football podcast come out today. I'm on that. Um, Got another one later on this week. We got the F1 Gambling Podcast later in the week. Obviously, all the NASCAR shows. Got a ton of NFL articles and stuff coming out right now. So, busy time of year. I love it. Living the dream. So, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. And, of course, follow the show on Twitter, at NASCAR Gambling. I basically... Picked Cody up and
0: tossed him into the entire, uh, just the middle of the ocean. I was like, "Hey, buddy, uh, remember that carrier that you liked to be on when you were in the Navy? Now you're off of it, bro. You're swimming all over uh, in the deep end. So, love it. Happy fiftieth for
1: it, Rob. I was
0: gonna say, Happy fiftieth,
1: Cody, man. I- yes, yes, we're right. It's, it's a big milestone. We, a we made huge, it to fifty. We're gonna milestone. be here for another fifty thousand or so, so. I look, I'm game. Pull those belts tight. Here we go. <laughs> I am game if you're game.
0: 50, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the 50 more and 50 more after that. We've enjoyed the first 49 and then this one, of course, as well. So thank you all for listening. Follow me on Twitter at RJV Gomez. Find my link in my bio with all of the work that I've got going on that includes the Sports Family Podcast, uh, podcasts that I do, the sports book review site that I write for. Yeah, whatever it is I do and I've done, it's all there on that Twitter profile. (sighs) Make sure you get there. This is it for the week. We'll be back next week to break down the first race of the playoffs and to talk you through the rest of our bets and all of our uh, action that we had. Until next time, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. So you'll see